Hello, White Rabbit. With whom are you talking today? Today I'm talking with Archana, one of the Casa School guides working in Children's House. In this Meet the Casa Community episode, Archana shares the beautiful story of how she discovered Maria Montessori's work. We also talk about the relationship between parents and guides and how we can help children find their passion. But the bit that truly blew my mind is the story of the girl with the scissors. Are you ready to see the world through the eyes of a Montessori teacher? Well then, enjoy. So Archana, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here for many reasons, but uh, I want to point out that this is a special first because the previous five guests were uh, Dutch. Yeah. And you are from India, so <laughs> that is uh, something special. And it's also special because you are a guide from Children's House. Yes. So the way I'm going to start this is by reading a quote from the piece that you wrote for the Children's House Welcome Book. It says, I am proud to be able to spend my time thoughtfully and productively with children for the future of the world. I dare to say... You just summarize in a nutshell what being a teacher is about. Can you explain me then why you decided to study financial management? <laughs> okay, so that's good. Um, we all have that moment in life when you have to make a career choice, right? Uh, I had just finished my high school and... Um, Uh, I was into a lot of uh, extracurricular activities like I used to dance and I used to do theater for my hobby. I was at a place, uh, 18 years something, really looking to understand what I wanted to do. And I have a sister, uh, she's older than me, so she she's into finance. So she said, uh, you know, you would anyway need to do a, a bachelor degree. So why don't you start with Bachelor of Commerce? Because that's like, you can do that. And while you're doing that, you can still continue your dance. And that sounded very practical, you know. So I didn't have to uh, think about dividing my time. So it was it came so easily to me. So I did my Bachelor of Commerce and I chose financial management at that point in time. It gave me a lot of interest, lots of knowledge. My mom is also a banker. My dad, yeah, my dad has also been working in administration. So it's, I think it's a family uh, trait. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I easily got uh, encouraged, motivated to be in financial management. But the one thing I never wanted was to uh, sit down in front of a computer and work. So as soon as I finished my financial management, I started sorting for teaching. Uh, and uh, I first, I was a dance teacher. Oh, really? Really, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That was my first teaching. I started as a dance teacher. Uh, and uh, during my college, I used to have lots of time. So um, I volunteered myself to do a summer camp for children. I started with children of six years and above. Okay. So what I did was I collected um, board games and children could just come in to play board games, understand the rules and play with rules. I really saw that these children made my day or everybody gave me some opening to learn. Like, okay, this child can follow rules. 
he can't follow rules why why uh, is this child fighting for a victory in the game why is this child looking for information in the game these were what i saw in children and i was like this is really interesting for me uh then i finished my college i continued to be a dance teacher and i continued to sort for teaching opportunities wherever i went it's true that in india education is quite fast and competitive and by 2021 you are almost uh, you complete your graduation and you really want to do something uh just because my family is a corporate family they really encourage me to find a corporate job as well so i was this 21 year old uh, ready to go into a corporate job which internally i knew it was not my thing so i i started working in a corporate uh, luckily there's this huge library next to the uh, office next to my uh, place of work i used to visit there every saturday i happened to go to the psychology section and i read absorbent mind by dr maria montessori all right the information in that book was really deep and heavy not something i could understand when i read it the first time right but i wanted to go back to that book so i i researched about maria montessori google you know and then i discovered that there is an institute in india practicing dr maria montessori's work also i felt lucky because it was in my city so yeah. i didn't have to think about traveling or visiting somewhere else so i just paid a casual visit to this institute i was talking to teachers over there and i i asked them you know i read this book they were surprised because they were like you read absorbent mind like do you know what it is i was like yeah exactly what is it i'm here to know and <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were actually really surprised and they said uh, well you could do this course and then they discussed about the course on the way back home i really gave it a deep thought and i discussed with my family my sister was the first person to tell me you should go you should do the course i right. mean i feel like you want to do this and you are way too young so just just do the course uh, don't worry about the corporate job um my dad was actually the opposite he said well you have a really stable job it will give you financial stability you have to think about that yeah he was being a daddy <laughs> right right i told my dad you know what i will probably do part time at my work and do this course so i satisfy myself and also you and my mom is a very dynamic personality she's up for anything that we tell her or we discuss with her so she really didn't uh, stop me or anything she was for it and that's how i started my journey but looking back i feel uh, doing the financial management gave me the basis of so many learnings you know it gave me professional ethics it gave me an understanding of how to manage your finances what a corporate life would look like because a school a teaching profession would most likely not give you so many exposures and i started the uh, ami 3 to 6 training the what is that yeah that is the montessori training and that's the one that you know this uh, course that you mentioned that you did in india yes that's the course i did and that is ami ami all right A- ami. Be- because uh, you know i have heard about ami in the context of some place in italy yeah. where the guides can go uh, or at least some of the guides in in the school have gone there yeah 
So, so that's why I'm surprised to hear, oh, but in India, there is also a place where you can yeah. learn this. In India, there are actually three institutes. The one that I did is the first institute uh, that was also found in India. It's called uh, Navadisha Montessori Foundation. And uh, the director, the founder of the foundation, she herself is trained under Dr. Maria Montessori. Seriously? Yes. How old is this person? She's quite quite aged, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> she has deep insights of Montessori. And uh, the first day lecture for me, it was, we were sitting, it was a group of 45 ladies, I think, and one uh, Jan in the, in the group, one male. So we were all uh, having the lecture. And at one point I stopped making notes because... It was just going into me. I was like, okay, okay, I agree with this. I agree with this philosophy. This resonates with me. Within few days into the course, I made up my mind that I will leave the corporate job and go ahead with the course. And that was the direction I wanted to go. And it is an eight months course, but those eight months felt very, very special to me. I am so thankful to my trainer. In Her name is Rukmini Ramachandran and Ruby Lu. Both of them are my trainers and I think I learned so much from them, like so much. Uh, just the way they give the lectures and they talk about children, it, it takes you to the classrooms that you've never been into. You know, Rukmini will sit, sit down there and she'll be like, uh, you know, I was presenting this uh, cutting activity to a three-year-old. Who thought that she would cut her skirts into those beautiful frills? <laughs> she went home with the frills and then she will take a pause. It will make me imagine a child cutting her skirt and I'll put myself in that place and be like, what would I do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the way she did her lectures took me to different classrooms and made me live those moments. And it, it felt so special that... Uh, it sounds like this person was very non-judgmental. Like she just took because you are you are saying like yeah this this girl was cutting her skirt yeah. and he's like oh when the mother sees this yeah. she's gonna go mental and she was just like seeing it as as a in awe yeah right like she is discovering some new flower or. A, something you know isn't that wonderful yeah she would package ruko would package her uh, lectures like this she would start with an incident and then she'll go with the reaction possible reactions you would get from parents and oh, wow. a possible reaction you could give as a montessori guide you know yeah. she would package it in such a way that you would feel this is a learning tool for me yeah. so so she said with this cutting incident she said well, I was really scared that the mother's going to go bonkers. She used to, she would say, why are you having scissors in the closet? I just looked at the child and the happiness that she got from using the scissors. Yeah, she cool. was so happy to move her fingers in a clapping movement, you know. Yeah. She just went. I was like, oh, okay, this is a new perspective. And really, I, I'm not sure if my, my fellow students felt the same, but I stopped writing. I was just looking... At her and I was living the moment I was living in the classroom where she was yeah and um, and then I she said so we brought the child to us I made tassels so the skirt doesn't fall apart we made little tassels everywhere and we told her that the scissors are meant for papers and I showed her again where the papers were the child had to say that the papers are not as beautiful as my skirt <laughs> <laughs> 
so then uh, ruku said that was a moment where i learned as a teacher that i'm not giving children enough variety so then i learned that i have to put textures more patterns for children to cut but that was my learning i was still prepared during home time when the mummy comes i can show what happened and mummy was furious to look at the child with the skirt being cut yeah. we made a joke we said i'm so glad that it was not her hair <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if i remember these words so clearly so you can imagine i used to live in the moment of her lectures and yeah. in the classrooms so that was re- a, a moment for me it more it was more than learning i'm not able to find the right adjective but it was more than learning arjuna i think i need to pause here because you just articulated something i was looking for okay um you know one one of the reasons i'm doing the podcast is because i would like parents to be able to see through the eyes of the teacher so this story that you shared is exactly that you just allowed me to be inside you looking at this class and and you know how how did you react to that you know it's a completely different reaction than the parent would have or our years of experience are blinding us so yeah when you are looking at the child you have to look like like you are a child like like you are starting and you know nothing right yeah no judgment i'm completing 5 years uh, this month and starting the 6th year at casa So I was just looking back and I and I used to feel I've learned lessons through the eyes of the child. Yeah. Every wake moment of a child is a learning moment. Yeah. But it's so seldom that we realize, oh my child is awake, we have to do that. We are he is to eat, he is to go to sleep. We are so devoted to the routine that we forget that in the routine comes a lot of learning. Yeah. Montessori really looked at a life span like she she spoke about 24 years of learning yeah the only thing she bases her uh, education is on the prepared environment and the prepared adult more the prepared adult adult she she gave lectures on how an environment should be prepared how yeah. a, a education room should be set up or a living space should be set up but she also spoke about how an adult should be prepared to receive and live with right. a child one thing that you just triggered to me is that you said prepared adult you are not separating a parent from a guide no. you are talking about adults so how do you see the relationship between parents and guides the journey of teacher and parent is actually a parallel road to me yeah when they are on the same track together they will be able to identify the child's fullest potential yeah um a couple of years ago a parent in netherlands an indian mother in netherlands she asked me how can i choose a school for my child how i told her choosing a school has several layers in it you and your teacher will only be the prime most important part of your child but the good health of the school comes from the institution overall so that's something nobody can see because when you choose a school for your child you cannot really see what a management looks like what an institution look like you know yeah you can go by faith that this will work however it's so important that as a parent you have good relationship with the teacher and as a teacher you are open to what the parent says to you yeah. you know 
it is a two way road the relationship of the parent and teacher should be so inclusive in one another yeah they have to agree with each other in their way of approaching this child and the parents are in general not having the montessori yeah. uh, learning because they came from another kind of education and you have certain principles and in my experience when i talk to somebody and is kind of going completely opposite to certain principles of mine okay that is that triggers me a lot you know it, it requires a lot of character and and self um discipline in order to keep open minded because is in a way is like you know what you're saying goes against of who i am so how how do you deal with this atuna i've had difficult conversations with parents both in india and here it could be anything it could be starting from potty training or uh, helping a child to eat to helping a child to learn math or behavioral uh, situations but the aim of the conversation is always for the benefit of the child mm-hmm. and if there is a place where we we disagree principally in the basic fundamental approach then i really think we have to make choices for the best of the child right so that will bring a lot of peace within the family and within the uh, school as well you know yeah it, there could be a lot of reasons why the parents still choose the school yeah and we will still do the good for the child because that's what we want yeah but we need to have an agreement like we need to know black and white that this is the difficulty that we are having with this situation this is taking me back to the interview with tessa uh, she had asked me a question about how would you deal with parents how would you communicate some difficulties with parents i told her i would communicate difficulty to a mother just like how i communicate happiness to her mother i just refer to an example in my previous school that where i used to work uh when a child built pink tower and he was in awe he was just three he was able to carry he was laughing smiling and then that day he also wherever there was dirt he said it's dirty and he went in clean but the same child had a huge emotional break because he couldn't have a dessert with his lunch at school that day so i had to say both that day right i right. had to tell the mother both so i said he was so proud building the pink tower to see that the pink tower uh, he's taller than the pink tower and he was so proud about cleaning every spot that he could find really every spot that he could find but he had a huge meltdown because he couldn't have dessert during lunch and i want to talk about the meltdown so you you do this from a place of calmness and yeah. detachment you're just going to be objective like you said objective you're talking from a place of this is what we saw we want to discuss the outcomes yeah um with the meltdown i wouldn't say he was screaming he he ah. felt disappointed i would really say he had a meltdown and i'm wondering why is it because he didn't finish the meal in time or he didn't have the dessert or or the dessert was something he didn't like i really want to understand the child better yeah so i can be a shock absorber when it happens the next time or discuss situations with the child before it happens you know it's it's a work of the mind really so arjuna you really managed to find your passion 
and a lot of people struggle with this and I think all parents would like their children to find their passion. So what would you tell parents to help our children? Yeah, that's a very nice question. Um, okay, as parents, we can ensure that we give them a established foundation with word experiences, you know, exposing them to information, analyzing with them what do they like from this ex exposure? Yeah. What connects them with this experience? We could take them on a zillion museum visits, but while taking them to a museum, it's not about having a day out with them, but seeing, uh, having conversations with them, planning with them, telling them, okay, so this is a museum that we're going to. Why did you want to go here? What did you see that you liked, you know? By asking these questions, we are really investing the idea within the mind of the child. Probably the child doesn't tell you anything. Yeah. There's nothing that's coming out of the child, but you've done your part. You have given the keys. You've told the child, these are my questions. You can think about them. Imagine doing this for a continuous period of 15, 20 years from the time the child is born. How many scenarios would the child come across? It's really the work of the mind. We are living in a super fast express world, I think. It just keeps going. Time keeps running and, you know, um, things keep happening. We literally don't think that we have to slow down at all. Yeah. We have to ha we have this urge, the need to catch up with something. And as a teacher, the fact that I'm working with children brings me back to the idea that, oh, I can slow down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That I really like about being a teacher. Well, I think that is perfect way to finish this episode. <laughs> Slowing down so you can pay attention to the child. Yeah. I think is indeed one of the takeaways of being a successful parent and a successful guide. Uh, so thank you very much, Archana. And uh, I'm looking forward to talk to you again for our second follow-up episode. And um, let's see how that goes. Definitely. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, stay tuned for the next one in which Archana will go into the details of how to prepare your children for their first day in a children's house classroom. And of course, feel free to drop me an email to casastories at casaschool.nl if you have any comments, questions or suggestions for improvement. ¡Hasta pronto!